This is an ABC podcast. Hello, this is Coronacast, a daily podcast all about the coronavirus. I'm health reporter Tegan Taylor. And I'm physician and journalist Dr Norman Swan. It's Monday the 21st of December. Christmas week. So Christmas week, Norman, and over the weekend we have seen the Sydney outbreak or the Northern Beaches outbreak really grow and restrictions have come into place. When we said goodbye to our audience on Friday, Norman, you were pretty optimistic that we were going to be able to nail this thing before Christmas. Are you still feeling that way? Um, I'm nervous. I think I don't think they're doing enough. The risk is that it overwhelms the uh, contact tracing. It's just that you, don't, you never know where it is and yeah, I probably called it wrongly, you know, perhaps a little bit too relaxed about it, but it is. Uh, there are a lot of cases there and they're not just in the Northern Beaches area. When you look through the list of locally acquired cases, they're, you know, they're in Sydney, they're in the north, northern suburbs, they're in the eastern suburbs. Not many, but there's just a few and you don't need many. This started with just one case from overseas, probably air crew, although the press is speculating on somebody being in, uh, you're getting an exemption. But either way, it's from overseas and the system's broken down. Basically, New South Wales luck has run out. So New South Wales's approach up until now has just been really intense contact tracing and they've actually been pretty successful with keeping a handle on the cases there, considering that there were cases a few months ago. So the restrictions that they're operating under in the Northern Beaches are pretty tough, but there's still more that they could be doing, isn't there? Well, I just think it's gobsmacking that they haven't mandated masks Sydney-wide. I mean, that's the first thing you do. You just tell everybody living in Greater Sydney that as soon as you walk out the house, you wear a mask. I know you can't transmit it very well outside, taking your mask on and off as you go inside. Just what, as soon as you go out, you put on your mask, and that means wherever you go, you've got your mask on. It's cheap, effective, reduces the risk by 70%. You don't know where the virus is, just mandated. I do not know why the New South Wales government is so down on mask wearing. How much of a problem is it that we still don't really know exactly how this outbreak kicked off? Oh, it's huge that you don't know how... Well, I think we know how it kicked off. It kicked off somehow from somebody from overseas. The sewage was negative until, I think, the 10th of December. The genomics strongly suggests it's from overseas, perhaps the United States. And so it spread from somebody who's coming from overseas. The question is, was it air crew? Was it a, somebody returning to from overseas? Somebody who was given an exemption to go home and didn't stay at home? Who knows what the story might be, but it's definitely from overseas. Trouble is, we don't know when and we're not really sure where. We know where the super spreading events were. There were super spreading events in a bowling club and in the Avalon RSL. And there are other hotspots around, the, you know, hotspots, places where people have been. But essentially a very big dance, you know, people were having a lot of fun, you know, good on them. They didn't know there was a problem at that point. But that was a super spreading event. And, uh, that, and from there it spread outwards. And it's not just to satisfy our curiosity that we want to know where this outbreak kicked off from. We need to know where the chink is in our armour so that we can make sure that this doesn't happen again. Well, no, it's more than that. It's, it's, that's part of it, but that's kind of down the track a little bit. When you're dealing with an, a pandemic that breaks out in clusters, you've got to find all the clusters and you've got to find out where the clusters started. So whilst you've got to say, well, okay, Tegan, you were at the Avalon Bowling Club on, on a certain date, which was high risk, and everybody that you've been in contact with, we want to know, we actually want to go before, you know, what happened, what were you doing two, three, four, five days before then, and before you tested positive, where were you, and actually start the contact tracing back in time, in history. And what they're doing now is they're trying to do that in New South Wales back to the 23rd of November, 
to give a bit of a margin beyond what they think might be the first cases round about the 1st of December. So you've got to go back in time as well as get the immediate contacts. And by now, there's going to be secondary contacts. There's going to be people who got it first time around and now spread it to second time around. And it's out in the city and uh, in other suburbs as well. It's outside the northern beaches. And as we found out from Victoria, it's very hard to ring fence a suburb. As we said, I think in the last Coronacast, the northern beaches are fairly straightforward to ring fences. They're much more well-defined than some of the really big amorphous suburbs in Melbourne's northwest corridor, which were really impossible. But even so, it's still very, very hard. Um, you know, it's a big, densely populated area. And ring fencing is is um, you know only going to have a limited effect. You've really got to ring fence Greater Metropolitan Sydney for a few days to see what's happening, and maybe for a couple of weeks. You know, it's Christmas. Yes, it's tough, but business is already winding down for Christmas. The economic impact should not be huge if you lock down Sydney and just get this thing under control and not mess around. What we've seen from overseas is quite clear. And it's quite clear from Victoria as well. If you mess around and do a little bit of this and a little bit of that, it doesn't work. It simply does not work. You've actually got to fully lock down the way Victoria did. And if you do it early, you don't have to do it for too long. Every day you wait can be a week at the other end. And the other thing that we should be doing is speeding up vaccine approval. I know that we've said on Coronacast we can wait. But now the phase three studies are in. They weren't in when Victoria was in lockdown. But now the phase three studies are in. And it was fine to wait while we didn't have a problem. We weren't, we, there was no reason to just you know, rush it along because we could learn from overseas. But now that you've got this break, outbreak and it's big and it's going to spread potentially through Australia's biggest city and cripple, potentially cripple the economy, there's a very good argument for getting going with immunisation. So the TGA, the Therapeutic Goods Administration, simply has to give a, approval. I know they go on about how they don't have an emergency approval process, but that can be organised and they can, they can, they, there are ways for them to give urgent approval for this vaccine. It's not bureaucratically impossible and actually get the, whatever they've got here in stock in terms of the Pfizer vaccine, get it to Sydney's northern beaches and ring fence immunisation. Give it to healthcare workers there, give it to aged care, give it to the elderly and then see who else you can give it to. It's an efficient way to use it before it spreads. I realise we don't know that it prevents transmission. All we really know is it prevents disease. But like everything else, you're just taking a chance that, that it will prevent transmission and hope that it does and give it in that light. There's a lot that we do with this pandemic where we're not absolutely sure what, what, is the what are the individual things that work, but you just got to hit it. And now we've got a vaccine, we should hit it. In places like the UK and the US, the imperative to vaccinate is pretty obvious because the scale of the outbreak there is so massive. In global terms, what's happening in Sydney is pretty minor. Like, does it still justify fast-tracking a vaccination here? Yes, because it could become big quite quickly and be very difficult to contain and create a lockdown. Now, this is a different public health aim. This is much more like what they did with smallpox. With smallpox, um, in poorer countries, mass immunisation didn't work. It was very hard to implement it. The way they eliminated smallpox was exactly this, this sort of ring-fenced vaccination. You find a case and you immunise people around that person so that you, you get this sort of halo immunisation effect. And you know, with the Pfizer vaccine, 50, you get 50% effectiveness, at least with the disease, 
with just the first dose and within a few days, and then 94 within two or three, within about three weeks. So you, you, the effect is pretty quick. It would be an act of faith that it prevents transmission, but it's worth a go. Why would we sit on this? Just go. So at the moment, the restrictions that are in place in New South Wales or in Sydney are in place until Wednesday night, so basically the day before Christmas Eve. Is that going to be long enough or are we going to see this extended? Well, the restrictions are only on the northern beaches, not on greater metropolitan Sydney. So that's not going to control the pandemic. I mean, that's my prediction. It will not control the pandemic, unfortunately, spreading, COVID-19 spreading. So that's a problem. I hope it will. Let's hope that the contact tracers are not being overwhelmed and that the traces that are pop- and the cases that are popping up in southwest Sydney, in the eastern suburbs of Sydney, in the northern suburbs like Hornsby, they can pin them down, sort them out. They're saying that they're traceable to the northern beaches outbreak, but who have they spread them to? Are they, contact- are they able to trace to them? So let's hope that they do, con- they do contain it. But that's the, so then you've got the, the lockdown simply there. You've got no mandated masks. They're just pleading with people to wear masks. Um, but they should just mandate masks, Sydney-wide, right now. Just do it. It's so frustrating that they're not doing that. Evidence-based approach. So Christmas becomes, unfortunately, in Sydney, a super-spreading event, potentially. If they haven't sorted this out and you're really down to very low levels of new cases, like they were in Adelaide quite quickly... If you're not down to very low levels of new cases, they can't afford to allow Christmas to go ahead with big family occasions. Otherwise, it's going to go nuts, unfortunately. So the other thing that we really don't know much about yet is exactly who's who when it comes to this outbreak. And that was something that we were quite critical of the Victorian authorities about when they were grappling with their outbreak. Is New South Wales being transparent enough? Well, Looking at the data they're giving, it is much easier to understand. There were lots of times in Victoria you hadn't a clue what they were talking about and it changed during the day. Their definitions were odd. Here you can see the breakdown. You can see where the cases are. You can see where um, where there's locally acquired, but they don't know where the source is. I think it's two or three at the moment. Um, there's a little bit of discrepancy from the press conference and what they've published since the press conference yesterday. There were two at the press conference, but it seems to be three on the table by today, I'm not sure we haven't had time. We, it's too early for us to look while we, while we record this. So in answer to your question, it does seem more transparent. But what's lacking is public health measures in the community to control it and give the contact tracers a break and let them follow it through. I mean, we, New South Wales has got good contact tracers, but no matter how good they are, if you get to large numbers of cases, they get overwhelmed and they get extremely tired whereas masks would help just reduce that spread that little bit that might make a difference. Yep, it's a really critical couple of days in the lead up to Christmas, but we're going to be keeping you informed, but that's all we've got time for today. If you've got any questions or comments, please send them in to abc.net.au slash coronacast. Go to ask a question and mention coronacast on the way through. We'll pick it up and we'll see you tomorrow, hopefully, with some good news. That's right. See you then. <laughs>